Welcome to the podcast, Entrepreneur Perspectives, building and protecting your business one podcast at a time, a CatSource family production. In this episode, we discuss a Facebook community, SEO, and push-ups. This is a Q&A freestyle episode, which is at the core of what we do, helping you build and protect your business. And in this episode, we get into the questions from our audience, including our clients and the business owners we chat with on a consistent basis, and you, our listeners. We hope the perspectives we discuss help drive new opportunities for your business. This episode continues with the format from last week. The feedback we received on last week's episode on the training led to more questions, so we were back for another episode like it. We also want to feature some of our clients because we are so proud of the work they are doing and they offer great examples of strategies you can use in your business. Let's get right into it. So the first topic we're going to talk about today is the Facebook community. As everyone knows or most people know, uh, Facebook changed their algorithm uh, some time ago, about a month ago. And with that, what they wanted to do is focus on conversation. It wasn't just going to be uh, videos or things going viral. Still things could go viral. But what they wanted is an engagement in the community. And so at CatSource, you know, the thing that we like to do is talk to business owners, entrepreneurs, salespeople, people that have this growth mindset that want to go somewhere uh, or want to continue to build their business or maybe even protect their business. Maybe they have what they need, but they want to protect it because they realize disruptions there. But what we want is to have that type of engagement. We don't want it to be about necessarily us. We want it just to be conversation. And if that means that two people in our community can converse with one another and that leads to having them, them having a discussion and doing business with each other, that's great because we feel like we're doing the right thing when we do that. And so what we've done is our Facebook page, we still post you know, our links to our podcast or we'll post stories or blogs just you know, natively right in Facebook. What we really want to do is ask questions to the community and have the community uh, give their feedback, give their thoughts um, on what's going on in their world and what they think about the question. For example, we talked about uh, on a recent question on their Facebook community is, do you do work on the weekends? You know, it, it, it's a, it was a binary question of either you do or you don't. There was no right or wrong answer. We just wanted to get some feedback from certain clients. And so we put those questions out there. Uh, in previous po- podcasts, we've discussed this as well, where we've asked, um, you know, what's the last activity you've done at your office? Because we're talking about staying fit in the workplace. Walk to lunch. Did you walk to take the mail? Did you uh, take a walk with someone in your uh, office? Did you do push-ups? Uh, we'll get a little bit more into push-ups in this podcast. Uh, there's reasons behind that. But really uh, what, what we're saying is, one, join our community. So if you go to Facebook.com, just type in CASSource and come and join our community. We'd love to have you. Introduce you to other uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, people that are doing good things, um, people on their way up, people that want to mentor, um, people that aren't doing it anymore. So maybe they just have been around the block and, and have a lot to give back. This is a place you can do it. Um, so definitely come and check that out again, facebook.com. Just go to, on your app, go to the website either way and just type in CADSource and you'll see our page. Just like it, come in there. You'll see One of the top comments you'll see that's posted right to the top is tell us about yourself. Tell us about your business. It's an opportunity for you to come out and, you know, what do you do? What's your Facebook page? What's your website? What's your Twitter handle? Uh, talk about yourself a little bit and maybe ask a question to the audience that they can respond to. So definitely do that. Um, just know we also boost these things out, these posts out to other business owners because we want to get people that we don't know yet to come in and engage with this conversation as well. We think it's the right thing to do. The other thing you can do is you can play this. It takes a lot of time, but you can play this way on your Facebook page um, because Facebook will uh, give you credit 
uh, when you're doing engaging conversations like this, the rest of your page will do well. So there's definitely you know benefits to the the, the business to the page that that is uh, promoting content in this way. But more than anything else, it truly is about the community. Uh, you're seeing this in a lot of other social media platforms. Um, this isn't for spam. You know, one of the things that uh, you know going into Instagram, one of the things that I'm really disliking right now with Instagram. And this has always been that way, but it seems to be like even more and more is the spam comments. You'll see them. It'll be like one emoji. It'll be like, I really like this. And, you know, sometimes they're genuine, but 90% of the time they're not genuine. They're just people trying to get noticed and get followers. And it's, uh, it's, it's very spammy. So anyway, it is all about the community. This is going to blend itself into all the different social networks. Uh, Facebook's trying to lead the charge in this. And uh, you can definitely see that it can work. It can absolutely work. So again, come join us uh, in our Facebook community, CASSource, and we'll see you there. I'd like to call to attention uh, one of our clients and friends um, whose website went live. Now, we built this website uh, with this founder, uh, with his team, and we're really proud that we were, having, that we were uh, granted the opportunity to work on this project. Um, first of all, we, just, we really like the founder. We've known him a long time. Uh, but the cause is, is, is amazing, and it, it is something that I think a lot of people um, will join in on. It's a movement. It's called Push Ups for Parkinson's. That's Push Ups for the number four, Parkinson's.org. Uh, we'll definitely include that in the show notes. Uh, you'll see it on our social media. I'm posting a lot about it. And uh, so Evan Cutler is the founder of Push Ups for Parkinson's. His father uh, had Parkinson's, had passed away last year, and Evan had uh, promised his father that he would do a lot of push-ups. I believe it was a million push-ups, and Evan's been on a previous episode of ours um, some time ago. And you know, this push-ups for Parkinson's um, uh, movement is is taking life. The the website is now live. Social media is is really just getting going. Um, but Evan's been out there in the community, not just here in the Charlotte area, but all over the country. You'll see pictures if you go to his Instagram, their Instagram page. Uh, you'll see pictures of Evan in Florida and all over the place uh, doing push-ups with all sorts of people. So uh, the, my favorite thing about this website is when you go there really quick and really easy, there's two quick options for you. One is to log your push-ups. So if you're on the website, you can so easily just log your push-ups. You can get down and do 10, 50, 100, however many push-ups, one push-ups, two push-ups, however many push-ups you want to do. You can go right there, log your push-ups. All you do is put in your name, your email address, and uh, you just claim that you're not a robot because we don't want this uh, push-up counter to get uh, spammed. And then once you do that, you're done, and it, it goes live onto the website within minutes. Um, it's basically real-time almost. So you can log your push-ups. You can do it daily. And then the other button, obviously, is the Donate Now button for this incredible cause of push-ups for Parkinson's and bringing awareness to Parkinson's um, and to people that, have, uh, that, have, that are living through it and the caregivers that are supporting those with Parkinson's and the families uh, that are having to deal with um, this terrible disease. So Evan Cutler, the Evan Cutler Foundation, um, has created this movement, Push-Ups for Parkinson's, and we're just excited to be a part of it. Um, and so, yeah, we built the website, and we're really excited about the way the website came out, the way it looks, but more than anything else, we're excited about the movement and doing push-ups. Um, I'm doing them myself, doing as many push-ups as I can. I got my kids doing them. We got other people doing them. You've seen, uh, we have some cool videos of John Priori, our social media producer. He's over there. Uh, he's got a video of himself doing push-ups a couple months ago um, in the mountains in the snow. It's pretty cool. So definitely uh, go log your push-ups if you can, and you have a few dollars, donate some dollars to it as well. Uh, all goes to push-ups for Parkinson's and just 
you know, for sure, uh, doing push-ups isn't not only good for the cause, but it's good for you, as Evan would say. So one of the best exercises you can do. So why not uh, make the most of it and uh, do it? Do the good things for yourself, and also do the good things for this incredible cause for push-ups from Parkinson's. Erie and Anchor is our next topic for today. So Erie and Anchor is a client of ours. And Micah Roberts is the owner of Erie and Anchor. This is, in many respects, her side hustle. And she's got this incredible uh, gift and apparel brand company where proceeds from the sales of Erie and Anchor, I believe it's 5% of the proceeds, go to Lake Erie. Uh, research and development are all the different things that they're doing for Lake Erie. Uh, it's near to me because of I'm from Buffalo, New York, and we're on the other side of Lake Erie. We're used to all the snow that can come from Lake Erie, but there's a lot of the, a lot of amazing facts and towns that are off of Lake Erie. So if Lake Erie is near and dear to your heart, if you live there, if you have lived there, if you know someone that's lived there, definitely check out the Erie and Anchor brand. Um, we all have one. My wife has one. Uh, so our office. And when you wear these shirts, first of all, they're really comfortable. Uh, the sweatshirts. Um, the tumblers, but when you wear these shirts, you, people ask you, oh, that's really cool. Where'd you get that from? So um, not only that, it's, it's, it'll be your favorite shirt in your closet without question, just because of the, the comfort of the shirt, the look of the shirt, the style of the shirt, and I'd recommend anyone to check that out. If you, again, if you, if you're not, if Lake Erie is not near and dear to you, you probably know someone, especially down here in the Charlotte area. There's so many people from the Ohio and the Western New York, Western Pennsylvania area uh, that know all about Lake Erie. So definitely check that out. Um, she does have a uh, discount code so you can get 20% off your first order if you just input the code friend20 on erianchor.com on checkout you'll get 20% off again that's friend and then the number 20 um, definitely check out their Facebook and Instagram page as well got a lot of good stuff coming out their images are top quality she's hired a professional photographer for all of her photos um, so Micah is an entrepreneur that is you know just working nonstop and, and putting out a great product and this thing's going to take off. We're excited to be a part of it and helping her out with her Instagram and just consulting with her um, as she kind of gets this thing going. But check, check again, erieandanchor.com. The and is A-N-D. Uh, check out the Instagram, check out the Facebook and definitely order a shirt. You get 20% off, so why not? So I was told about this app called Nextdoor and I had my reservations about it. Really wasn't sure it was about. I had, I had enough apps and social media platforms and different ways to connect with people already. I wasn't really looking for another app to use. Um, and, and while it's not my most used app right now, what I can say is the Nextdoor app is an app that is absolutely worth your while, especially if you live in a community with a lot of different neighborhoods. And if you are the one type of person that wants to hear from your neighbors as to the different things that they recommend or don't recommend and the experiences they've had with other local businesses, this could be anything from uh, landscaper. This could be to get your car wash. This could be to, um, you know, what's going on in a neighborhood or what's going on with your roads. And I've, I've seen all of these things play out. Uh, we have a specific client um, that we work with called uh, Advanced Roofing Solutions. And uh, one of our um, good people at our group, Rudy Redman, had originally uh, met Jim Keating, who's the owner of Advanced Roofing Solutions. And Jim ended up doing uh, Rudy's roof on his house. He needed a new roof. Uh, Jim and his company of many people and great people came over and helped with the entire process from warranties and insurance, uh, getting the roof done. If there's any other damages they saw, they kind of took care of it. Um, introduced uh, Jim Keating to uh, Shane Snively, who's at our group, uh, their COO and finance guy here at CazSource. And Shane needed head issues with his roof. And he as well uh, had a new roof put on from Jim Keating and got involved with all the 
day-to-day process stuff that went into doing a roof and getting the insurance just like he did for Rudy. Um, but what was cool about it is Shane had gotten on to uh, the Nextdoor app. So this is where the Nextdoor app comes in and left recommendations for people. And so what happened was once he put those recommendations out there, he started getting feedback from different people asking questions about, is this the type of roof we should have? Because these neighborhoods in this area uh, are 10 years old, 15 years old, or getting to that point 20 years old where uh, you know roof consultations are needed, possibly a new roof or some repair. Uh, all these different things are needed, and this Nextdoor app provided the gateway to make the proper introduction. Uh, while he's a client, Jim Keating, we don't recommend people that we wouldn't you know, use ourselves, that we don't believe in ourselves. So it was absolutely important that we felt that way. Yes, he's a client, but yes, we're also a client of his, but for all the right reasons. Um, so we trust that, and we only work with people that we trust and that would trust us back. And we always say, hey, if you don't trust us to do the right thing, then we probably shouldn't be working together anyway. Um, so that's that's an easy way to, to combat that question. Um, that certainly we've gotten, and it's a fair question, but what happened with the Nextdoor app is when we put these good thoughts out there and have real conversations with people that are neighbors, that are close neighbors, you know, living in another neighborhood uh, and want to learn about the different uh, roofers that are out there. And there's definitely some good roofers. And of course, there's probably some bad ones, too, just like any business um, that that's where the Nextdoor app can come in. Uh, another individual we spoke with um, actually details cars. And I saw a post from someone who's detailing cars. My wife was had just recently asked me to get her car detailed. And sure enough, I found something on Nextdoor app, asked him about uh, what he charges and what his services are. Uh, he comes over, he cleans the car, takes the car to his house, has all the stuff that he needs to clean that car, details it up, brings it back. And I started asking about his business and he said, wow, the Nextdoor app has absolutely blown up his business. For him, it's a side business and he's not looking to grow it like hugely, but he's absolutely done so. So it's pretty amazing to watch the power of the Nextdoor app. I've seen it in other areas as well. Um, you know, just uh, just different little things, you know, just talking about the community and talking about what what updates are happening in the neighborhoods, what hap- updates are happening on different roads that people are concerned about. So absolutely uh, would recommend just at least checking out the Nextdoor app and see what it, you can do for yourself only, you know, as an individual, as a person, but also um, to help your business grow. But it has to be like anything else. It can't just be, you know, come by, come by, let me sell you something. It has to be genuine stuff, really just giving fair uh, information, answering questions, asking questions, you know, doing all those different things I think is really important. Uh, definitely check out the Nextdoor app. It's probably not going to become your number one app, but you're going to check it every once in a while and you never know what good can come across from it. I want to talk SEO for a while, um, search engine optimization. And there was, a, there was a big part of me for a while that felt like SEO might be going away in some way. And I've come to realize over the last few years that SEO is, is incredibly powerful, um, especially in the organic way. Uh, yeah, you can, you can pay for Google Ads, you can do PPC, you can do all different things within Google to get yourself ranked higher um, or to make sure you show up in certain areas on Google. But I'm talking about the natural uh, to way to build your SEO and there's definitely ways you can do it, but what's really cool about where it's at right now is is you can't game Google. You have to provide good quality content in order to rank on the first page of Google if that's what you and your business are looking for. Not every business needs that type of uh, engagement. Um, they're not maybe looking for those types of people to, to find them, but I wanna tell a success story that we've had with a client of ours, Garage Door and More. 
uh, here in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. So when we first met um, the founder of, of Garage Door More, one of the issues they had was he, he wasn't comfortable with the website they had. He wasn't comfortable with the SEO that he had going on there, but he knew he could build that thing out if the website was updated. And, and what we had seen is a lack of quality content in all of the garage door industry. Uh, a lot of it was just manufactured stuff, very basic, everyone's saying the same thing. And what we wanted to do is create quality content using certainly keywords um, because the keywords are how your site's gonna rank and then build it up that way. So write truly genuine content, post that out there, um, get it shared out there, put it on the different social networks, You know, get some juice out of those posts because Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Google Plus and all those different things, little by little help out. Uh, get some backlinks, but not backlinks in a bad way, backlinks in a good way. If we personally at CASCM can write about a company in a real and genuine way and link back to the other business that we're talking about, that's a quality link because we're putting a lot of content. It's only going to help our clients out. So we definitely like to talk about our clients and just in, you know, people doing good things. They don't even have to be our clients uh, in a positive way because I think it, it helps them out and it's doing the right thing. So just a quick example. So uh, one of the big ones that uh, people would search for is for a garage door, for example, the thing, the reason you're going to call a garage door company is when you have a problem with your garage door. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to Google the second something goes wrong and you're going to Google, let's say the word, if you're in Charlotte, garage door repair cost Charlotte. When we first started working um, with garage door more, they weren't ranking at all. I mean, maybe they were on like page five or six, which is, you might as well not even be on there. Um, we're really excited. You know, as of February 2nd, they were ranked number uh, number three on the first page of Google. And as of this week, uh, since March 8th, um, their rank on for Garage Door Repair Cost Charlotte was actually number one. And it ranked to a blog post that we wrote about Garage Door Repair Costs in Charlotte, North Carolina. And that's really cool. We're really excited about that. Another one is uh, Garage Door Keypads. People have questions about that. So when you Google Garage Door Keypad Charlotte, uh, February 2nd, they ranked number five, their home page. On March 8th, they actually ranked number one on the first page. And it was, again, because of a blog post that went there. Um, go down to another one, North Carolina Garage Charlotte. Um, th uh, as of today, they ranked number one. They ranked number one February 2nd. Uh, here's a here's another good one. Let's look at Garage Door Repair Charlotte. March eighth, they ranked uh, they ranked on the first page number three, and that was their homepage that ranked. There's a ton of other keywords that's there, and the reason I'm showing this to you is is if you looked back probably to November, December, um, this site went live in late November. If you looked November or prior, actually, they would have ranked page three to five or not rank at all. And now they're ranking here. And it's all because of, you know, it's a good business. They got good reviews going up on Google now. So there's that that's going with it. And we've definitely encouraged them to, you know, ask for reviews, um, you know, not tell them what to review, but just ask for reviews and let people give the review that they're going to give. Um, if everything is a five-star review and you have a hundred of them, let's say, there's a good chance that you might have tried to game that system or maybe you just do an incredible job and your business is that good and everyone just can't get enough of it. It's possible. Um, but that's a part of it. The backlinks are a part of it. But it's really the content and it's well-written content and it's good content and it's been edited and people want to read it. And, uh, you know, people come away like, wow, that's not what I was expecting to see for a garage door repair company. I was expecting to see something out of a textbook that was really boring that I couldn't get through three pages of, or, I'm sorry, three lines of. And so I think that's the key thing to know here is for SEO is, first of all, it takes time. We're really impressed that this thing went so fast, 
but it does take time. It, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, if we were to look at this thing in December, after the site went live in November, the rankings weren't that. It took a little bit of time, but over time, it's creeped its way up, and now it's up there, and it's being seen as a uh, as a valuable uh, site, a valuable website that not only links internally, so once you get into the website, Google wants to crawl your website and you make it easier for them if you link internally in your in your website. The other thing you can do is link externally. So link over to big pages that also rank on the first page. For example, Howes is a is a, is a huge database of information for people around the home furnishing business or the home business, architects, designers, uh, other people that can fix things in your house. And they have an entire, they have blogs and they rank number one quite a bit. Um, HGTV, you know, all these different things. If you link to those uh, websites, uh, Google's going to see you as an authority that's also linking out to other authoritative uh, places. So you definitely want to do that as well. So there's a lot of different things you can do um, with SEO. Uh, we wanted to share that success story to say that you can get your website ranked, but you have to do it the right way. There are no shortcuts. It takes time. It was not built in the day. Uh, the website has to be good. The meta descriptions have to be good. The keywords have to be good. The links have to work. You have to have alt descriptions in your uh, images. And yeah, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a team. Uh, this isn't just me. Don't don't get that twisted at all. This is not just me doing these things. We've got Scott Upton, who is an incredible uh, website designer uh, in our office. John Priori, social media producer. Myself, Shane Snively, um, very tactical, very strategic uh, with different ideas. So, and there's a lot of other groups here in the Charlotte area and all across the country and really all across the world that do a really good job of putting websites and understand SEO. But it's it's a game of, um, it's it's different today. It's not, you can't come in and just game the Google. You can't game Google. Uh, we have a client here and they've been very successful for many years uh, with their websites and, and, and they're doing you know millions of hits and they spend a lot of money within Google and they've been at conferences and they've seen it and they've talked to Google and Google's like, do not try to game us. You know, They're catching on and their computers are getting smarter, their algorithms are getting smarter and it's only gonna go more this way that they're looking for authoritative figures that are genuinely doing it and that's only good for all of us because that means we're gonna get the right stuff in front of us as opposed to someone who just was able to game a system. Um, you definitely have to follow their guidelines, their rules, but you don't wanna necessarily game the system. So hopefully that makes sense. Uh, SEO is definitely a thing that you can attack and spend time with, but don't expect that thing to turn over overnight. And if you are having success with SEO, that's amazing. Keep doing it, keep watching the trends, keep watching what's changing, because uh, it changes. The rate of change right now in social media and Google and all these different things is fast. So uh, stay on top of it. If you have any questions for us or wanna be on a podcast to talk more about uh, your thoughts on Google or SEO, more than happy to have you. This is the last topic I wanna hit on today. We've discussed this in the past, but we continue to get this question. And we get this question from people who are trying to create content. And in my opinion, there's two really main types of content that exist uh, for, for a business. And that is you create content that is very specific to what you do. Um, and the other type of content is content that's kind of like uh, a little bit off of what you do, maybe, and it's related somehow to what you do. 
That to me is the truest form of content marketing. They're both important. They're both useful. I think they could both be done. We do both of them just so you have that understanding. Uh, just to give you a quick example at CASCM, content marketing company, we write about content marketing. We talk about content marketing. We write why you should have a blog or a podcast or how to use Google SEO like we talked about. We give examples of what has worked and hasn't worked. Uh, we talk about Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all these different things um, to give you understandings and, and, and quick hits on, on how to, how to you know, really um, do that the right way, how to do all those different things in social media and marketing the right way and how to build your business. And it's all very important because, as I just talked about previously, that helps your SEO. So if you want to talk about, let's say you want to be an, a Snapchat expert and you're a marketing company and that's where you feel like you should be. Okay, great. Then you should talk about Snapchat quite a bit and you should get all the different keywords for Snapchat going. Uh, Snapchat filter, Snapchat geo filter, Snapchat, uh, how to use Snapchat, um, using Snapchat in Charlotte, North Carolina. So if someone in Charlotte's looking for a Snapchat expert, they can come to you and they can find you on Google. So all of those things are very important. Um, so that's really more the direct way of, of creating content. I've said this one before. If you're an attorney, you can write about wills and estates and you can write about different rules for the state. Um, you know, all those different things that are very important by sell agreements. It's, it's really good information, but just understand that a lot of that information exists in many different places. The truest form of content marketing is something that's more related to your business. I've used this example before, probably on a podcast, but like if you're a photographer, yes, you can write about photography, but the thing that you can really talk about is uh, if you live in a city like Charlotte, you can write about the 10 things uh, that you should do in the city of Charlotte with your family. Because what you do as a photographer is you take pictures of families. So people are going to come across your website because they're looking, what should I do this coming weekend? They come across it. And oh, by the way, you're also a photographer, but you're not in their face telling them that you want to take pictures of their families and you want to sell them something in a package and you all these different great things because that stuff is going to be obvious when they're on their website. There might be a, a call to action button that kind of tells us that tells the audience what else you do. Or maybe there's not. Maybe it's a little bit more transitional where they kind of learn about it over the time. They just come to rely on you for like, wow, you know, she really has an understanding of what I need to be doing or he has an understanding of where I need to be going uh, this weekend with my seven-year-old son or whatever that might be. And I think that's a really good way to go about and creating quality content. Uh, there's so many different examples that exist out there. Um, you could be, let's say, uh, selling cars and you could talk about the, uh, you sell, let's say you sell Jeeps, for example, and you want to talk about the best places to go off-roading. I mean, hey, I might be new to this area. I just don't know where to go off-roading. And you write articles about the best trails for off-roading. And if you do that, then all of a sudden they're going to come across like, oh, wow, this person sells Jeeps and he really understands it. So he not only knows where to off-road, he understands the cars. And now I'm, that's the person I want to go talk to. And I'm going to leave, I'm going to go away from there buying a car from that individual person because I've trusted him the most. So they have to figure out who you are and that's a way to get in front of them. Then they have to like you. So if they don't like your content, they probably don't like you. But if you have good content, which is obviously important, then they are going to like you. And then you start over time building that trust up. So that's what we do at Sports Epreneur. You know, we blend, we love talking about sports here, maybe too much, but that's okay. It's what we like to do, and some people might not like that, and that's fine. But we like to blend that with uh, business, entrepreneurialism. So when you combine those two things, it's very unique to us, but it ties in all these other things that other people are thinking about. You know, we talk about a culture on a team, for example. 
And I believe culture in a company is so huge. Culture on a football team or a basketball team is also important. And I think if you can have those two things, you can mix it together and write about it, that becomes unique and that other business owners and entrepreneurs will also be interested in it. And then we have clients coming to us, or not, or not clients, people coming to us that want to talk about, one, possibly writing for us, being in our podcast, doing those different things. But they also say, can you help us create something that looks like that. Maybe it's not about sports. Maybe you could care less about sports and you're into gardening or you're into travel or you're into um, taking walks and exercise. It doesn't matter what that is, but you can create content that's unique to you. I've always thought like a golf course, I'm sorry, an attorney, a law firm, another thing that they can do besides writing about wills and estates and all those things is they can write about golf courses. So if you're in the state of North Carolina, you can write about all the incredible golf courses, your reviews on the golf courses, when you should play the golf courses, the updates on the golf courses, what's going on. Now is the time to play the golf course. Because what happens is if you're an attorney and you're looking for high income clients, there's a lot of uh, people who play golf who have high incomes, high net worth, and they might be someone to talk to. And if you create a uh, a golf blog website that's good, that's quality content that they can get in many different places and the transitional uh, calls to action that lead you to then uh, lead the person to then wanting maybe, hey, you know what? I really like this person. I like the information he gives. And when I talk to him, we're not just talking uh, dollars and cents. We're talking about you know, golf, the things that I love to do. And oh, by the way, yeah, I need help with my will. I need help with my estate planner. I need help with uh, something related to taxes, you know, all those types of things. That's the way to do it. Uh, that's the different types of content. I think they both work. I would probably encourage to do both, but it is a lot of time. Um, but those are the different things to think about. We continue to get this question. We'll continue to give that sort of an that type of answer uh, on the different types of content to create. So hopefully you are starting to create some content, have some good ideas out there. Keep putting it out there. And you know what's amazing is as you keep putting it out there, you keep getting better and better and better at it. And you just keep refining it. And uh, you'll continue to get your voice and keep going for it because I'm telling you right now, it works. It works for us. It works for the clients that we work with. And I know it can work for you too. It was absolutely awesome sharing our thoughts on content marketing and stories about some of our clients. From how to start a movement to how you can have success with SEO to creating a community, we hope your content marketing strategy takes off. The perspectives from this episode are now perspectives you as a business owner and entrepreneur can use for yourself. And for our clients to give us the opportunity to work with them, including Erie and Anchor, Advanced Roofing Solutions, and Garage Door and more, thank you. You are all a big reason why this podcast continues today. And for any entrepreneur with questions on marketing, feel free to send them our way, and we'd be happy to answer them on a future podcast, online or in person. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to me directly. You can contact me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or with the same name on Instagram, or you can find us at KazSource.com with links to us on the different social networks. Thank you for listening to our KazSource podcast entrepreneur perspectives, building and protecting your business one podcast at a time. Until next time, we're out of here. This podcast exists in large part because of CASCM, the content marketing business inside CASSource Inc. CASCM is excited to bring the content marketing services used at CASSource to you. Learn more by visiting cascm.com. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It's a big deal to us. We hope you found value in it. And if you did, we would be incredibly grateful if you gave us a review on iTunes. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and feel free to share it with anyone you know. More than anything, thank you again for listening. We appreciate it.